0: Our first reading this morning comes from the Luke, chapter 6, verses 12 to 16. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray, and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him, and chose twelve of them, whom he designated apostles. Simon, who he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. The second reading this morning comes from 1 Corinthians 1, verses 26 to 29. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. Thanks be to God for our readings this morning. Amen. let's pray. Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit flowing in me and through me, help me to read your word this morning. And bless all of those who will preach your news near near and far this week. Amen. From the time Jesus began his public ministry in his hometown of Nazareth, he was quite controversial. It was Nathanael who said, can any good thing come from Nazareth? And people from his own community tried to kill him immediately after his first public message in the synagogue. When they heard what he was saying, they were filled with anger and they threw him out of the city. They got up and they drove him out of town and they took him to the brow of the hill on which the city stood and um, were going to throw him down the cliff but he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Ironically, Jesus became tremendously popular in the Galilean area. As the word of his miracles spread, there were hordes of people who came to see him and to hear him speak. And in fact, at one time, we heard that he climbed into a boat to preach. I wonder, was this a coincidence because that boat he borrowed belonged to Simon uh, whom Jesus renamed Peter and became one of his inner circle of disciples. As Jesus went on preaching and performing miracles he upset quite a lot of people Um, and we read that many turned their backs on him and no longer followed him. But among those who stayed with him were the twelve whom he had personally chosen. Here they were, 12 ordinary men. Nothing stood out about them. There was nothing remarkable about them, but the future of the church and spreading of the good news depended entirely on them. That reading we had this morning from Luke chapter six tells us who they were. But we don't really know about each of their own uh, characteristics. When Jesus chose the Twelve to be his official representatives, the preachers of the Gospel um, who would go forward and do his work, uh, he didn't choose a single rabbi or a scribe or a Pharisee or a priest or a Sadducee. They were just ordinary men. And it says in John's Gospel that he chose them before they chose him. They were ordinary men, ordinary people who spanned the political spectrum. Look at it, we've got Simon the Zealot. Simon, his political views, he wanted to overthrow the Roman rulers. And another one, there was Levi, Levi who became Matthew. He was a tax collector. He was probably among among one of the most hated people in the Jewish faith. And What about the others? There were brothers and sisters, brothers and cousins, friends. They're all from the Capernaum area. They'd grown up together, they knew each other. Since they were children, they were fishermen, they were tradesmen, they were craftsmen, and they dropped everything to follow Jesus. And yet with all their faults and their flaws, they did carry on the ministry after Jesus J- Jesus ascended into heaven and that impact left a massive impact on the world that we still have today and God empowered them to spread the message and turn the world upside down. Here they were 12 ordinary men, ordinary people just like you, just like me and they became the messengers, the instruments by which Christ's message was carried all over the world, and is still carried all over the world. The 12 were personally selected and he knew them as only the Creator could. But what I'm saying is this, that despite of all their faults, that he chose them, he chose Judas Iscariot, the one who would betray him, and he gave him all the same blessings and privileges that he gave the others so ask yourself what does the word disciple mean well it means learners or students because that is exactly what they were during their time with jesus there were lots of disciples but jesus chose the 12 to be apostles the word apostle means messenger, the sent one, and in Luke's gospel of the Acts, we call them the Acts of the, of the Apostles, and there were always 12, there were always 12 of them, and even after uh, Judas Iscariot had betrayed Jesus and he kill, killed himself, he was replaced so there were still 12 but he was replaced by Matthias 12 ordinary men chosen by Christ and for a relatively short time they were trained by him he discipled them in ways of how to live godly lives taught teaching them how to pray and how to forgive and how to humbly serve one another he used them as instruments to heal the sick and cast out demons and three of them peter james and john even got a brief glimpse of god in all his glory on the mount of transfiguration on the night of jesus's betrayal all the disciples deserted him that must have been a massive kick in the side for jesus He must have been heartbroken. It seemed that the disciples had forgotten or ignored everything that he had taught them about taking up their cross and following him. Well, the twelve could be a bit slow in getting the point and sometimes they missed it altogether. There's things in the Bible that Jesus said like, Uh, after he explained the clean and the unclean, why are you still so dull? And how foolish are you? How slow of heart to believe? So why? Why was it so difficult for them to learn? Well, basically they lacked spiritual understanding. They were slow to understand, but Jesus just kept on teaching even after his resurrection he stayed for 40 days still teaching still instructing still helping them to learn about the kingdom of god they were self-absorbed they were self-centered and proud in fact they spent a long time arguing amongst themselves who was the greatest And how did Jesus teach them humility? He washed their feet and he showed them how to serve one another. But it gets worse because not only did they lack understanding and humility, they also lacked faith. Four times in Matthew's Gospel we read, O you of little faith. And how did Jesus remedy their lack of faith? He kept on performing miracles. John 20 verse 30 says this, His miracles were deliberately done in the presence of his disciples so that their faith could be strengthened. And we're not done yet. These guys lack understanding, they lack humility, they lack faith. And wait for it, they lacked commitment while the crowds were cheering and the miracles kept happening they were thrilled to be in Jesus's elite group but as soon as the soldiers came into the garden to arrest Jesus they fled Peter who had seemed to have taken on the role as spokesperson for the group denied knowing him how did Jesus remedy that one Well, take a look at the believer's prayer in John 17, at verse 26, it says this, Father, I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. We're almost done, but the fifth thing they lacked was power. On their own they were weak and helpless there were times when they tried but they couldn't cast out demons their lack of faith left them unable to use the power that was available to them so how did Jesus remedy that one bearing in mind this is a sermon I've written for Pentecost he sent them the Holy Spirit to indwell and empower them. This was his promise. Acts 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the the, the earth. Jesus led his disciples through an introductory phase when he said, Come and see. God prepared these men's hearts to meet Jesus. God had orchestrated it all by using John the Baptist to prepare Andrew and Philip to be ready to follow. After all, Jesus was the kind of person they wanted to follow, he was real. And he instilled in them passion they needed to recruit, to recruit their families and to follow him as well. And the second stage was when Jesus said, Come and follow. Come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately the men dropped their nets and followed. He didn't demand anything. He didn't tell them off or demean them even if they said no it's unlikely Jesus would have scolded them but we do know that there were three men who declined Jesus's invitation to follow him based on Jesus's response to the first man it seemed he required some assurance that Jesus was going to provide board and lodgings And the second man wanted to go and bury his father. It was a simple way of saying, I can't do it now, but maybe later, when the timing is right. And the third man had every intention of following Jesus, but first he wanted to say goodbye to his family. Jesus recognised all of those as good excuses, but they were still excuses. And the third thing Jesus said was, Come and be with me. And it was during this phase that Jesus prepared the 12 to take responsibility for world mission. He knew that he needed to prepare others to take a special place in advancing the message of the gospel. And what we need to remember is that there were a hundred or so people who were following Jesus at that time. But it's important that Jesus went up on that mountainside and he prayed all night and then he called those he wanted. He didn't call people, did he, who were, uh, who felt they ought to be his disciples, he didn't all the ones who were saying oh meet, meet, meet let me be, be one of your disciples he spent time in serious prayer and reflection before he named the twelve he wanted he chose them and the last stage of Jesus' calling of the disciples was to remain in me and maybe at this stage we could say exit Jesus and welcome the Holy Spirit. The disciples learned that Jesus would leave and give them the responsibility to carry on his mission. And so empowered by the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, they took on that task that Jesus had called them to do. The work that they began over 2000 years ago continues now to this very day and we have to realize that the disciples their time with jesus was relatively short and jesus didn't have a backup plan if these guys failed he didn't have a plan b because he knew he knew exactly what he was doing he depended on the holy spirit working within those 12 disciples to accomplish his will. This was a mission that couldn't fail. And these men, these ordinary men, people exactly like us, we are his hands, his vessels, his instruments, and God loves to use ordinary people like you and like me to do his work. Right from the very first converts at Pentecost, the 12, the role of them, the 12, was pivotable in the growth of Jesus, of the church, with Jesus being that cornerstone. I hope that over the coming weeks that I will be able to spend some time doing a little bit more research into their individual characters and so this morning i'm closing by blessing you with the same spirit that jesus gave to the twelve that we may learn by their example and become disciples so let us pray lord you didn't ask us to do much Go and make disciples, you said, baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything you have commanded us. As we look once more at the birth of your church at Pentecost, empower us by the indwelling of your Holy Spirit to spread the good news of your kingdom amen so on this uh, on this pentecost sunday jesus calls us to he, he knows us uh, he knows us by name he knows us intimately uh, and he knows what it is that we need so on on this day the holy spirit is here to to infill us so let's um, us consider all that we lack this morning and ask God through the Holy Spirit to fill us.